Welcome to Shenanigans. Hey, hey, it's Aisha. Hey, it's Jenny. Yo, baby, what's up? It's Tyra. Hey. Welcome back. Aisha, why are you making that play? What's wrong? Because the timers weren't timing. It's time to Well, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. I always think about it. Is the welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's a cute intro. You was about to start rapping. Mm-hmm. I saw it. You saw it. That's my jam. <laughs> now I got to play that today. Well, welcome back, Aisha. Oh, thanks. You've been you've been gone. Been gallivanting. We missed you. Out in, out in the world. world. I miss y'all too. We like, missed you on our doing? last missed you on our last episode. It wasn't the same without you. We was talking like you were still me. here. We was like, what would Aisha say? <laughs> oh my God. Huh? We were. <laughs> we was like, what would Aisha say to this? Well, y'all better keep me in the invisible seat. I have some sad news. Mm, mm, mm. It is the last episode of the season. Mm. The last. We have recorded from (laughs) January to May. Mm. It's been good. It's been good. The fact that it's uh, May. First of all, you know, I know some OGs. I know Peanut probably listening. This has probably been our most consistent season <laughs> ever. Like I don't, I don't think we missed a release date. We did not. Look at the. Lord. I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of us. Look at us. Well, I knew we could do it. Knew we could do it. We, we, we got to clap. We got to clap. It up. Well, let's hop right into the last full episode of the season. Yes. And we're going to kick it off with our icebreaker. We start every episode with just a little silly question for our audience to get to know us more and for us, you know, to get to know each other more. Because sometimes I'd be surprised by what y'all going to say. Mm-hmm. So, never know what you're this know. one is music. This one is music related. And this oh, week's boy, icebreaker is, what is one song you've heard so many times you never need to hear it again? Break My Soul. <gasps> and I love Beyonce. You know, I'm a Beyonce fizzing, okay? But I didn't really like that cut. I think it's because I just, I know this is, we you know, we all didn't know this is what Renaissance was going to be. So when they say a new song was releasing at midnight and I went to turn that on, I should have waited till the daytime. I told y'all that before. So I didn't like it. And then it just it played everywhere. I said, child, pick a different one. Pick a different one. So I ain't never got to hear that again, to be honest. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> I, and I can see that. 
Cause you know she she been gone and she came back with that. And you was like, what is this? And it was loud. It's loud. But yeah. I like it. You know, I don't like a lot of loud, especially if I ain't in the space for that. It'd be real loud. You know, I like oomph oomph music. So. You like oomph oomph at all times of day. <laughs> you can wake up to oomph oomph oomph, go to sleep to oomph oomph oomph, and I I cannot. I could. I was like, oh yes, this is. <laughs> and then when the album came out and Energy went into break my soul, I was like, oh. <laughs> Look at Jenny's face. Because I want to say something, but I don't think I have it in me to be criticized today. So I'm going to just hold it. No, open. I want you to say it though. This is a safe space. Are you going to say you ain't never listened to it? Is- I mean, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I've never heard it all the way through. I've just heard that part of the song. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. I knew it by the face she was making. I did, too. (laughs) Jennifer. And that she was very quiet. I knew that she was very quiet. (laughs) That she ain't heard. Release your wiggle. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yeah, I, I, Tyra, please. <laughs> <laughs> Release your will. Release your job. <laughs> Damn. Oh, well. How about y'all? For me, it'll be Weak by SWV. I could never hear that song again and I would be all right. Don't sing it at karaoke. Don't play it. I don't want to hear that no more. They have other great songs. I don't want to hear that one. Sierra would disown you hearing that. You know she love all the when the lights come on club music. <laughs> it's time to walk out. It's time to walk out. That's when her favorite set is starting. She, yeah, she looked like she'd be the one walking out to, it's the God in me when they playing it in a club. <laughs> she would be two-stepping out that the door. Who? Please stop playing stump in the club. Don't play stump in the club. Has me so conflicted. I'm already conflicted. Don't have me more conflicted. Okay. Jenny, you got a song that you could never hear again? So, yes, I have a song, but it's not because I've listened to it so much. I just don't like hearing it, period. Um, But the... um, that girl, Gorilla, Glorilla. Which which song? The, um, which well, I don't like her. I don't like listening to her, period. But Damn, um, old ass bitch. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she said, I mean, I don't like the whole no way. So. <laughs> Damn. I don't know if it's called, I mean, the, the, the main song. The first is it song or I don't know what's the name of it though. You talking about the what? Um, F R E E W S. That song. Yeah. You know, when I did hear that song the first time, I thought some kids made it. So to know yeah. that she is grown as she is, I actually thought it was like a crime, a new crime mob situation. And so to find out, how old she's is she? in her thirties. Is she? Let me go Google it is because she? I swear she's an adult. She's an adult. She grown. She grown. I didn't think she was that grown. But. I could have made that up. Oh, I made that up. It's it's no. 
Let me tell you exactly what it is. It's all the rapper, the female rappers that look like they in their 30s and they young. That's what it is. Because everybody was talking about it. She is 23. Yeah, I'm like, I thought she was, she's an adult, but so, I knew she was younger than Yikes. 23? She looked 45. Don't do her. Memphis is a is a hard city to grow up in. I can okay. tell. It's a hard city to grow up in. Don't do uh, Glory Hallelujah. Glory Hallelujah needed some Glory Hallelujah. Ooh. Don't do Glory That's Hallelujah. That's like Big Lotto. That is a white woman if I ain't never seen. I like wow. <laughs> I do too. But Alyssa is white. Shut up. Because Big Lotto 24. Big Lotto 24. They 10 years older than us. Why they bully that girl out her name? You know, that's another episode for another day. Because she should have been. Yeah, we have to bring, we have to talk about that on Uncut. Yeah. We're not talking about all this on Uncut because I'm about to say something real unruly. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Uncut, Tyra, before we hop into the hot topic, you want to tell them what that is? Yes. So y'all know I talked about it on the last episode and uh, some episodes before that. But we are releasing Shenanigans Uncut. Mm. It is a part of our She membership package. However, don't fret because if you want to get the uncut episodes, but you, you know, membership may not appeal to you, don't worry because we're going to have these available for you to get them. We'll let y'all know. So y'all got to keep your eyes and your ears open on how to get. To these uncut episodes but we're gonna have like little mini episodes even during our break where we're gonna be answering some question it may be raunchy mm. it may be it, it could be sex related it could not be it could just be something that you know you should not play around your kids but we're just gonna be answering the question and we're gonna be keeping it real and we're gonna be keeping it raw. Aisha, why are you black? What were you about to say? Because when I heard you say that, I thought you were saying that that was gonna be one of the questions, like, should you play around your kids? And I'm like, play what? <laughs> no. The shenanigans you should not play. It's not safe for children. It's not safe for children. It's for mature audiences only. Sorry, yes. streamer. Yes. So stay hip to our follow us on all our handles you know at shenanigans underscore pod so you can figure out how you can get connected to these episodes and you can hear how i really talk who what i really <laughs> think when y'all be like now i wonder what they saying what they really talking about that they ain't telling us what they talking about it's gonna be about that we can we can say stuff outside of water your plants Jenny's bringing back the sex magic already requested. I might even answer some questions that Parrish always tease me about that I want answering about my man's, my man's, my man's, or mm, or something other. So we gonna we gonna get into it. We are, we are, we are. So let's hop into this episode because we on borrow time. Woo, yeah. And we are going to talk about, I want to talk to y'all about y'all PTO. Jenny and I kind of touched base on it on the last episode, but summer is approaching and we want to be outside. Mm. And I want to know how much PTO y'all got. I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> 
Um, I don't, and I should know exactly what I have, but I don't know because I ain't utilizing it. No, but I really want to, how how do y'all, when you, I don't know how your job works. I know different jobs, you either get all of your PTO at the beginning of the year or you earn it as you go. But um, do you plan out your PTO for the year? I usually don't. No. Okay. I usually don't. Jenny looked like she was about to was about to skip, was about to hopscotch into what I was saying. But I was uh I was just gonna say I usually don't because mm-hmm. I I'll, unless it's something that I just know I got coming up, I'll put that on the calendar. But I feel like, you know, me and my friends gonna be doing a good job of planning ahead. You know, in our group chat right now, we talking about some trip we're gonna go on, some place. And so I just we never know, but I caught, you know, fuck around and found out real fast last year how to quickly lose a week of PTO. So this year, I'm not I'm not playing with myself like that. So I have put uh almost all of them on the calendar. Good. Good for you. Is it all travel related? Yes. Yes. And and I and we you're probably gonna go into the or you might not, but simply because our PCO is bucketed. Mm-hmm. So I put va- I put my vacations on, but of course we'll still be able to plug in like personal days, other days and stuff like that. Okay. So like it's all in one pot. It's what all in different pots. Different pots. Okay. That's what I, okay. Mm-hmm. Jenny, um, you were going to say that you don't plan out your, how to use your PTO throughout the year. No, um, I, I've never done that, but it's something that I should do. Um, just because like, I know for, I typically would, you know, take time off around my birthday and then time off around, um, the Christmas holiday. But other than that, like, that's really the only thing. And then, you know, at the end of the year, I would have not a whole lot of PTO left, but I would have, you know, PTO, and I'm like, oh, I, I should have taken time off just because, you know, just because I have it and it's there and it's there for me to take it off. And that, you know, I feel like I usually have viewed PTO as like, I'm only going to use it if I'm going to do something um, versus just taking it off just because. But that has quickly shifted for me. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, just through different conversations and then just, just this year really trying to prioritize me. No, like I'm going to start using my PTO and then like seeing other people that I work with, like using theirs. I'm like, Oh, they taking off this time, this time and this time. And I'm like, I need to start doing that. You know, whether it's me doing something or not doing something and just being at home. So that's how it's kind of been for me. Yes. So I actually do plan my PTO And it's usually the same pattern like every year because with my job, we have to, um, we have to do like vacation bidding. Mm, I was going to say, do y'all have a deadline? Yeah, we have to do at the end of the year, we do vacation bidding because, you know, somebody, when I, when I previously worked in the hospital, somebody of course has to be there to cover yeah, you know the shifts. So right. to make sure we had enough people working on the unit, so I would always automatically request the week of my birthday, whatever that is. 
whatever day my birthday fall on, it don't matter. Whatever that week is, I just request that week. That's the mm-hmm. first one. And then the second time, because we did two, the second round, I would do one like late winter, early spring. Mm-hmm. So I basically tried to do take a week off a quarter. Yeah. Um, and I mm. tried to do at least one week as a staycation. And then the other times mm. I will go places. So I've been in the, just that's just my natural pattern that I've been doing for the last couple of years. And I'm going to try to stay to it. Because um, I can't keep PTO. Mm. I use it. I get a day, spend it right back. I... Yeah. I don't be playing around, okay? Because I need a break. We all need breaks. And that's a good because we don't, we accrue, but it's not accrue. We accrue. But because of either our levels or time of service at our job, we already know what we're going to have in the end. So, it's not like I can't, I could take three weeks in January if I wanted to, although I haven't accrued it yet because they know mm. I'm going to have it. So for for me, it ends up being a little bit more flexible, but mm. it also puts me in. If I don't plan accordingly, I can lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, yeah, I was going to say, does y'all keep, does it renew over the year or does it go away? It go away. We can't even cash it in. My last job, we used to be able to cash it in uh, at the end to get money if we didn't take it. Dang. <laughs> yeah, we can cash ours in, but I'll never have enough to do that. I, I, ours renews. So, yeah. Ours renews. It rolls over. To know this. Like, I know for a fact that if you, like, you have to have a certain amount in order to cash it in. I don't think ours renews. I think it can carry yeah, over, carry but I on. think you can only carry so many. And I don't think that I've ever had that much PTO to need to see about cashing out. Mm. Um, yeah. This is something that you might end up bringing up, but I think I have to get out of the, and I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but I shouldn't. But I have to get out of the mindset of feeling bad for oh, yes. PTO. Um, and in and not, it's more so like, oh, unless there's emer- like sometimes I feel like unless there's something that I'm doing or unless there's an emergency, then I don't really think about just using it just cause. And I need to get out of that mindset. It's because we live in a capitalist society and everything is about work, work, work. And I'm glad that I'm not glad that the pandemic happened. Bad things happened, but I am glad that it started to open some minds of jobs realizing we have lives outside of our jobs yeah mm-hmm. or that you can kind of do this job anywhere you can do it at home you can do it at the library you can you have children and you got to tend to your children so it was nice when you know people were having meetings and you could see their kids interrupting because it kind of brought us all back to life like yeah. our job yeah. is not our number one priority and it should not be anybody's number one priority really I think we also have to get out the mindset that, you know, I'm not only one that can do da 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 da. And because that can very much so be true, that does not mean that you don't deserve a break. And so, mm-hmm. like, sure, I'm the only one that owns majority of the work on my specific part of my team. And I said, hmm, going to Europe. 
catch y'all later. You know, whatever I didn't get to, I didn't get to. And this is my first time really saying that unapologetically. And, you know, telling them in advance, telling them you can't contact me. I'm not taking nothing with me. Like, you know, because people get so hung up on, well, well, then I got to come back and deal with it later. You just got to come back and deal with it later. You don't have to deal with it now. And so, like, I think we have to get out the mindset of feeling either so important that we can't miss work or feeling like we can't miss work because we constantly have something to prove. Because you ain't proving nothing but that you know how to run yourself in the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's real. That's true. Yes, that is real. Yeah, you definitely have to use your days use them like i told jenny um i think it was last last friday i had a half day i got off early at noon originally i had an appointment but the appointment got canceled but i was not telling them that i already told y'all i was off at noon and that's when i'm gonna be off and i went shopping and Mm -hmm. it just was like the best clocking out at noon the weather was perfect mm-hmm. it just made me feel so good yeah and i was like and jenny and i challenged each other and i'm gonna challenge the audience and aisha you too to take a half a day or take just a random day yeah for yourself planning and do whatever you want do nothing do use it for however what reason but i know that a lot of times people take pto for trips and it's like, what if you just take it to do nothing? What if you just mm-hmm. give yourself a day? Yeah. Take it. Yeah. I was thinking of saying, because I hadn't been taking it for trips because I ain't been nowhere. That's a whole nother thing. But taking it to take care of you, literally. Yes. Like you can take a week and stay at home if you want to. You can take a week mm-hmm. and all the stuff that you're stressing out about because you can't juggle, you know, work and personal things that you're trying to do or kids if you're a parent like you can't juggle all that stuff okay take a week give yourself some grace work through those things and go back refreshed you know give yourself some reset so there's so many different reasons and ways that you could and should take pto you know i think we just have to get out of mindset of feeling guilty like like jenny Mm -hmm. said about it Mm -hmm. because you got to take care of yourself you got to and your job, we always say our jobs will replace us if anything happens. Your family can't replace you. Your friends can't replace you. So you can't replace yourself. So you have to take a break. Take a break. Realize when you're burnt out. I realized it very recently because I was overly, easily irritated by things. Like, extremely. And I was like, this is not really who I am as a person. What is going on? And then I realized I haven't had a vacation in almost two years. Yeah. And I said, oh, no. So I hit up some mommy friends and I said, how y'all fly with this baby? Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the tips. And I made a plan and I bought a plane. I said, we getting on. It'll be fine. I'll figure it out. We got a one way. So it's just a two hour flight. So it's very easy. But I was like, what, what do I have to do to make this as easy as possible? So yeah. we going. The, the clothes is bought. The resort is booked. <laughs> we're doing it. And I'm doing nothing. I'm not even like, every day, let's do this. No, we're doing nothing. We're going yeah. to the beach. 
We're going to the resort. We're going to Disney for two days. We're going to be gone for seven days. And I'm going to come back a new person. Yeah. Yes. Because I need that. That's right. Yeah. I definitely feel like now that you mentioned that, like, I feel like I need to start, like, stop waiting until my birthday to, like, take a week off. Like, I've never taken a week off, I don't think, in a, well, maybe, like, August, but, like, midsummer. I've never just taken time off just because. And it's still eight um, months. So I, yeah, Jenny, like, your birthday is. No, I know. I know. I'm saying, but I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. I, I've never taken just time off in the summer just because. So I really appreciate um, talking about this because it's something that I'm going to start doing. Yes, I'm challenging everybody that's listening. If you haven't taken a week off for whatever reason, take it off. If you haven't taken a day off, a half a day, use your PTO. What does it stand for? Prepare the others. Oh, my. You ain't going to be there. You ain't going to be there. And that's, but then that's the thing. I'm going to say this. I know we got to hop into our seggies. But I, I, I think that with, we also have to remember that that is legit what it stands for. Meaning, I'm not there. Meaning, don't work. Yes. So many people yeah. work on their PTO time. It's like you mm-hmm. are paid to be off. You're being paid to be off. Don't don't work. Because you can't get them 30 minutes, hour, two hours, mm-hmm. whatever it was back. You can't say, oh, I, I didn't work these two hours. Can can I still can you get it? Put that back in my little my PTO bank? No. So just don't do it. If they cannot survive without you, listen, if your name ain't CEO on there and even home, even that homeboy or homegirl get a break. Mm-hmm. Now, unless that is not your title, they can figure it out or they gonna leave it till you get back. The plane yeah. ain't gonna crash. Mm-hmm. Nope. Showing that it's a great point. Yeah, do not work using your PTO. Do not work on your PTO. Don't do that. Enjoy mm. whatever it is, the reason why you took that time off. Mm. Mm. Prepare the others because you ain't going to be there. So let's mm. hop into our segments. <laughs> so for the Be Well segment, I wanted to talk to you about self-discipline on your wellness journey. And how do you keep yourself not only motivated, but keep yourself on track on your wellness journey? It's very vague because wellness is something that is a lifelong and a lifelong thing. And it's not just related to how are you eating or how are you exercising? But I mean, like all aspects, like um, your mental, your emotional, all all types of wellness, basically. Um do you do you think you are good at self discipline? Did you see the face I made when you said I did? That? I I think you're better than what you think. I appreciate that compliment. <laughs> oh well, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I realize that it's hard to really measure your self discipline because it depends on what part of wellness you're prioritizing. Mm. So for me, I know that like my mental or emotional or the my spiritual part, my spiritual health, mental health 
emotional health, all of that part of wellness, those aspects are ones that I prioritize. So when it comes to those, I'm great. Physical, not as much. Uh-huh. But for you, I definitely re- realize for your physical, you know, like when you slacked off, you're able to say that. You get yourself back on track. Or I've seen you like, I've never seen you completely fall off the wagon. You always yeah. get, get back on. So I think you're more disciplined than what you think. And see, and I think maybe that even depends because I hear that I can, I hear even in what you just said, discipline can also be defined as, you know, being able to identify yes when you need to do more and then doing yes. that and holding yourself accountable to that. Whereas I'm so hard on myself. I see discipline as, um, I shouldn't have fell off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that too. Well, life is hard life be real hard now life therapy is- I don't fall off a homegirl she knows she gonna see me she ain't seen me in two weeks and it's really irritating me and it's cause of our schedules mm-hmm. now, I've been out and so like I'm really about to write her and say so when I see you are we doing a 90 minute or <laughs> we, gonna, we gonna request from the insurance company two appointments that week because I haven't talked to you in two three weeks and there's no way I'm fitting mm-hmm. it in the 50 minutes. Like, yeah. so I'm real disciplined with like, and if I don't see her, then what, mm-hmm. what do I do when I don't yeah. see her and keeping that like top of mind? Yeah. So I just wanted to give a few pointers on how to uh, stay disciplined mm-hmm. when it comes to your wellness journey and whatever aspect of wellness you're prioritizing in your life but one is confront what is holding you back causing you hesitation or blocking your motivation really sit down and just say what it is you don't like going to the gym because you don't like how it makes you feel when you're there (laughs) i personally know that really like go I like how I feel afterwards and when I'm there yeah. I'm fine it's getting there, it's getting there. and it's also yeah. like it's also like um when you know that you've fallen off and it's that first little hump of getting back in shape mm-hmm. that part but yeah when I leave I feel great or mm-hmm. when I'm doing it I feel fine and I'm proud of myself but yeah mm-hmm. it's it's the it's the getting there mm-hmm However, you can change your perspective. That's my next point. Change your perspective. What would make this enjoyable for me? Mm. Point out what would make the task enjoyable for you to help motivate you to do it more. Yeah. Um, the third thing is make a clear and concise list of your own non-negotiables. So it's like, if I, I can't do this or I will not do this until I do this, I will not you know, get myself something nice until I've done this, this, this. I don't follow that because I treat myself Ooh, all the time. I'm like, who? All I heard in my head is whatever you want, princess. That's all I heard yeah. in my head. Yes, yes. That. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, I live by that rule completely. But I'm just thinking like just something, you know, yeah. to kind of keep you on track. <laughs> like when I hit my goal, I can reward myself by doing this. That yeah. type of thing. And the last thing is when you are truly tired and you have truly had enough of whatever it is that is bothering you, you will make a change. Mm-hmm. So whether it is yeah. your job, when it bothers, when, when you are really, really tired, like you could be tired of it, but when you're really tired, you're going to get another job. Yeah. 
you really tired of that man or that woman, you're going to get another one. And you're going to leave that one behind. You're going to leave that relationship. You're going to end it. You're going to be when in you, Yes. When you're really tired of and you're not happy with how your body looks and you want to make a change, you're going to do what you need to do to make a change. You're not tired of it enough. Right. Like you're going to complain. Yeah. But when you truly are ready for a change, you're going to do that. And so keep that in mind. You're just going to keep complaining, but it's really not bothering you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's something, not, it's something in your control. I think yeah. that we, we will excuse something that we're tired of until we're ready to say, I'm the drama. I'm the problem. Actually, mm-hmm. I'm, my, I'm my own excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, and that's not to say that there aren't reasons. Like I've been, everybody been saying, I ain't seen, I ain't seen you. Well, you ain't been working out. Are you, who you lifting with right now? And I'm like, oh, you know, I have a sleep disorder and this and that. And mm-hmm. it's like, sure, that's a reason. But that doesn't excuse the fact that I can't find a different time. I can't find a different place. I can't, exactly. you know, so I can't control what's in my controllables and still make it happen. Yeah. And so thinking about that, even as far as discipline is concerned. Yeah. So those are just some things. Don't beat yourself up. Get back on the wagon of whatever it is, whatever part of wellness that you are you know, focusing on, but I just wanted to give those tips because I don't know. I'm really, I am really big on, uh, you know, enforcing my boundaries. You know that. So <laughs> can you please with the eyeball? I'm sorry. My eyeballs is popping out today. Ciao. Mm-hmm. You're a boundary the hell out of anybody. Everybody. I boundary my kids. Everybody. You and, and her, you and, and me. So I already know. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. Zay Zay, she get the I boundary her. <laughs> We're not going to touch mommy for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to sit over there. <laughs> I sure told Tristan, mom, labor laws. Don't ask me <laughs> for nothing else. I'm on break. I'm about to retire. Stop. Yes. So, yes, I just. Yeah, it's it's one thing when you know where you want to be when it comes to wellness or what you need yeah, in order to feel well. But it's like, how do I, how do I maintain it? How do I get there? Yeah. Hmm. That's a good assessment. Well, thanks, Tyra. I, I actually think I'm going to sit down and think about that today because I'm really... I feel like I've been endlessly this year trying to get my life together. And I know, like you said, I'm harder on myself than I probably should be, but mm-hmm. just got to find, find those, find those controllables. See if there's find something else I can do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Find your controllables. So what you going to uh, tell us on your beloved segment? Mm. Hmm. Down in the beloved segment. Where we know how to be loved and to love ourselves and love others. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> to talk about today, like I know we always we always talk about lists. We love to talk about lists. We love to talk about like things that we don't like, we don't want from somebody. You know, things that have changed in that dynamic and what we're looking for. But you know, how many times do we put the magnifying glass on ourselves mm-hmm. and say, "Hmm, what do you bring?" 
Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you giving? Uh, what is being perceived mm. that you give or that you're bringing, you know, in a relationship and, and really take that into consideration. Not even just when you get into a relationship or even dating somebody, but when people connect to you, mm. um, you know, what is it that is coming off of you energetically that says, yeah. mm-hmm. It looks like I would look for X, Y, and Z in this person. Because we all met somebody and been like, mm, you know, I'm attracted, but I can tell they're not my type. Or I can tell I don't want to be with them. I can tell I only want to have sex with them. I can tell da, 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 da. So we do the same thing for other people. We do that to other people. So, And people do that with us. So what is it that's within, you know, our layers uh, and our dimensions that we bring to a relationship. And so do you, what do you think Tyra? What do you think about you? I really have no idea. And I'm really (laughs) struggling. I'm really struggling with that because I am having a hard time trying to define what type of partner I am. Mm. I know like, of course, I'm going to bring the fun. I'm an Enneagram 7. We're going to have a good time here. Yeah. Also, I want to be especially, like, supportive. Like, because that's just the nurse in me. Like, okay. And I'm a solutions person. It's like, uh-huh. okay. How can we How can we figure this out? Like, how yeah. can we, you know, either move past this? Or what do you, how, how, what do you need to feel supported? Yeah. Don't want to be that person. I also don't want to overextend myself too much because I don't want it to be in a position where I feel like I'm taking on another thing. Like I don't want to be taking care of anybody else in a, in a capacity that's not healthy for me. You know what I mean? Cause I don't, I don't got space to do that. We all know that. So yeah, it's like, I, I need to figure out what type of partner I am. So that way when I connect with somebody and they're telling me what they need, like sure you can adapt yourself to what your person needs and you should but it's like is this going to take me completely out of my comfort zone that is not in a positive way for me yeah yeah I hear that I hear that so loud because I just I just had a conversation um with my therapist actually about "Mm, I feel like every guy I've been attracted recently got something going on Mm-hmm. You know, he has some mental health stuff. He's depressed, you know, and he feels comfortable enough talking to me about that, which I love. But then it, that ends up being all he wants to talk to me about. Mm-hmm. And I know that I give this, you can be safe talking to me energy. Yeah. You can tell me anything energy, but I'm also not a therapist and I don't want to be a therapist in my relationship. And so it's like, how do I protrude? You can be comfortable, but I'm not that for you you know Mm -hmm. um so that's something that i'm like trying to redefine and figure out figure out myself figure out myself but definitely like nurturing i can be motherly but not Mm -hmm. mothering not smothering but i can be nurturing um Mm -hmm. definitely big boss bd bde uh over here and a lot of times, if I'm with a man who also doesn't have BDE, they tend to fall back and let me do everything. But I actually hate that in relationships. Mm-hmm. And so um, knowing that about me and that I can easily maybe even get into the 
people also talk about me being busy. She's so busy. She has so much going on. And I, I don't like to show like I don't have time for people. Mm-hmm. That's not for who I who I do care about. And mm-hmm. and so that's just some assessing I've been doing about myself as I like enter different spaces or enter different dynamics. So here's a few here's a few ways, because I think we've talked about a few, few ways that you can think about the dimensions of yourself and assess that in, hey, what do I bring to a relationship or what does it seem like? I'm bringing to a relationship that people might be attracted to that maybe that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can think about emotional, um, relational and spiritual, and then situational. Mm. And so those are very, very big buckets. There's definitely a lot of different ways that you can definitely slice it up and slice yourself and, and, and figure uh, some of this out. But I chose this way just because I think the way that we show up in an emotional state in a relationship is so important, mm-hmm. um, especially depending on where we are in life or what's going on in life. Like, how do you respond to conflict? How do you, or that's actually more situational. How do you, but how do you emotionally respond to conflict? Mm-hmm. How do you emotionally respond to stress? You know, how do you emotionally respond when it's your first time meeting somebody or maybe three months in or six months in, you know, are you somebody that gets really into somebody really fast and gets very bored very fast? You know, <laughs> are you hot and cold like that? Or once you're in, you're in and it's the love of your life and we get married. Like what type of person do you show up as emotionally um, to a relationship? And then what can that mean to someone you're with? You know, how can that impact them and what they give and all that kind of stuff. Um, So you can look at that. And then situational is what I was about to dive into with the conflict. How do you show up to relationships with conflict? Um, You know, are you someone that likes direct communication? You can address something head on. Are you running away from a situation? You ain't got to talk about it. I ain't got to talk to you. We can be done. Um, You know, or how do you deal with like, if you're a person who's been single for a while or you got a lot of friends, you know, how do you deal when you get into a relationship? Are you someone who goes ghost on everybody in your life because you got a man or a woman now? You know, are you somebody who likes to integrate uh, um, relationships mm-hmm. and stuff like that? And then relational can be similar and I think relational is the is a kind of bigger bucket where you can definitely get into those nuances of how do you deal with all the relationships including that one but then also what do you bring to relationship are you the person who is do you wear the pants you know do you make the bread nine times out of ten you know are you the problem solver are you the nurturer are you the one who no baby i can do it you know are you the planner you know what are what in the sex in the sex life <laughs> in the sex game you know what do you bring to that um mm-hmm. and being honest about that i think so many people are not honest about what they bring to their sex lives or or what feedback and data they may have gotten from others you know, and taking that into consideration, I hope Tristan knocked that real loud.
Um, so, and being honest with yourself. And so I know that that's not as granular as maybe me and Tyra were talking about at first, as far as like, um, you know, things that people, I, I think uh, the reason I want to go about it this way is because I think it's easy for us to think about like, well, I make this much, I got mm-hmm. degrees, you know, I have mm-hmm. only have one kid or I got no kids. Like those are easy. You know, those are easy uh, things to identify of what you feel like based on your features. What do you bring to a relationship? But features mean nothing if they're not a benefit. Mm-hmm. And so how do you think about these categories that we just talked through and say, okay, well, this is my feature is in nature, you know, based on my emotional, relational, situational, situ dimension. And what do I bring because of that? What is a benefit to my partner? Mm-hmm. And if you don't have one, you need to scratch it out. Because <laughs> then it, if, it, if it's not beneficial to the relationship or who you're with, then you might not need to count that as like what you bring. Or it could expose an area that you may want to work on. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to like, yes, you, of course, if this connection is something that is going to be mutually beneficial, you don't want yourself to be in a position where you look down the line and feel like you lost yourself mm-hmm. because you're adapting to what this person says that they want. And mm-hmm. you realize that that may not be you instead of already coming into the situation, knowing what type of, knowing what type of partner you want to be. Yeah. And, um, already having that in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, being able to show up as that and, and working towards that. And I think that's so key. Like you said, knowing what partner you want to be, but also knowing what partner you are. And that's mm-hmm. not to say that you cannot change, you know, a behavior or something or even a, uh, a belief, but you can't change who you are. And I think... You know, sometimes we enter situations and they're like, oh, well, if they could just be like this, you know, or just work on this, then we will be great. And somebody works on it for a little while and they go back to it. Why? Because that's who they are. And there's there's somebody out there who doesn't care that they messy, mm-hmm. who don't care. You know, my life is a mess. And unless you want to be with me, you got to come pick up my socks every day you know, then you probably don't like, but but I think the more we just own that is who we Mm -hmm. are, even knowing like, "Mm, I'm a mess. I can try to be less than a mess, but I know it's still not going to be your standards, you know, and just really own it. That is who I am. Here's what I bring to the the relationship and that I'm bringing that I'm honest. I'm bringing that I know myself. I'm bringing that I know how I'm going to show up with you. And I'm going to look for somebody who's the opposite of me, who can compensate, you know, and who can uh, balance. So, yeah. So you do that little assessment with yourself. Think about what you're bringing to uh, a relationship, whether you're single, whether you're with somebody. And maybe even do a gut check. Do a gut check with a friend. Do a gut check with your partner. And say, like, hey, this is how I see myself. Is this accurate? Like, what do you think? Or, you know, what do you get? And and use that as a as a read. That's good. Mimi asked me what type of guy I see her with. And I was very good at being able to tell her what type of guy she needs and that I can see her with. She couldn't tell me. She said, Well, I don't know. I said, 
See, so I ain't the only one that's confused <laughs> about myself. I I'll tell you offline. I mean, I got some. I have some ideas. Okay. I have some ideas. Nene's a whole different story. I just told I just told that girl. First of all, you got to quit waiting six months to tell the boy you like him. So you know we got to move past that. Start there. <laughs> Let's start there first. <laughs> Please help her. Help Please her. help. <laughs> I'll be asking her, are you barbecuing or meal doing? <laughs> See, I be trying to barbecue, but I barbecue real fast. So. You be the charcoal be on and <laughs> it's preheated. Okay. It's already preheated before I even get started. So yeah. hmm. ain't nothing wrong with that though. You know what you like and you clearly. And when yeah. I see it, I'm like, bing, gotta yeah. get that. Yeah. <laughs> that is you for real. And I'd be like, oh, what just happened? <laughs> I'm like, it's already done. It's already done. It's already happening. <sighs> We're going to hop into the BU segment with Yinny. With exotic Yinny. Um, <laughs> so. He's talking about you being ex- she was talking about you being exotic, and I, I'm just not even engaging with. Her. I didn't. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> but thank you for acknowledging that. I think that's really important. <laughs> you will never be that serious talking about that foolishness if you don't get your segment. <laughs> Okay, I'm about to. Okay, so going into the BU segment, I am going to be talking about how you can create your own personal mission statement. Um, And I I really like the idea of this because I feel like some of the things that I've been thinking about for some time is basically figuring out this personal mission statement. Um, and so, you know, I feel like I've struggled with like thinking about, you know, we've talked or I've talked about like creating a new identity for yourself or figuring out, you know, throughout the years you change and you morph into, you know, who you want to become. And so I think, you know, creating this personal, personal mission statement, regardless of where you're at in the process of becoming who you want to become, I think will help you figure that out. Um, have y'all ever created a personal personal mission statement for yourself before? I don't think that I had. I mean, I, I I feel like in a workshop, something related to school, I may have, but not like uh-huh. personally personal, not like you know, outside of something yeah. school or work related. Yeah, I was gonna say I created some statements, but I don't know if they was personal. <laughs> okay um so with your personal personal mission statement i don't know why i I keep adding h in personal i I don't know why i keep doing it i don't know i don't know um but with your personal um mission statement i think something that you want to some things that you want to think about or start some ideas that you want to start generating is um you know, what, what standards do you want to hold yourself to? 
Um, and so, you know, we've talked about non-negotiables before, but more so from like a dating standpoint, but think about some of the non-negotiables that you have for yourself. Um, and so you can do that, you know, by writing a list, like list those things out. Um, and then also think about what standards do you want others to res respect you by? Um, you know, cause people are going to only treat you how you allow them to treat you. And so, you know, figuring out, okay, what do you want? How do you want this, the people, you know, to respect you? And so think about that. Um, I think something that I've kind of come across um, a while ago, which really helped me through different things is thinking about, you know, what questions do you want answered? You know, if you think about, um, excuse me, if you think about um, like, what are some things that you're curious about or issues that you want answered? And so thinking about, you know, in, or instead of, excuse me, thinking about what you want to accomplish, which that's really important. But if you think about, okay, what, you know, what are some things that are some issues or things that you want um, to provide an answer to, then mm. I think that that might also help generate different things um, to help you create your personal, personal mission statement. Um, and so also, you know, identify what your values are. Um and again, thinking about some of the non-negotiables. And so and so everything that I just listed, going through and writing those things down. Um, and, you know, typically a, a person or a mission statement in general, when you're thinking about like a business, this is like what they hold themselves mm -hmm. to. Um, and so I think, you know, thinking about that for yourself is really important um, just because when you are thinking about creating your identity or figuring out who you want to be, you know, you can, it's, it'll be kind of like a stepping stone on, okay, this is who I am. This is what I want to present to the world. And this is kind of how I want, you know, the world to like see me. And so just thinking about some of those things um, as you are considering creating your personal, personal mission statement, um, I think would be helpful. I could see that also being a method to keep you like super grounded and aligned. And, you know, especially for us friends that have trouble saying no, you know, things that aren't aligned to your mission statement yeah. that you may create for yourself. You know, you can refer back to that. I'm like, is this in alignment with what my mission is for myself right now? You know, if it's if it's a, if it's a yes, it's a hell yes. If it's a maybe, it's a no. So, you know, just having right. that is almost like a gut check. Mm hmm. Cool. And when you're trying to think about like your personal brand, like what? How do I want to show up? How do I want people to see me mm -hmm. on media or like, you know, in person? It's like, it's what I'm doing. Like you said, aligning with what I'm putting out there. Mm -hmm. What I'm showing myself to be. Hmm. I wonder what people think about us individually. Jenny, did you go through this? Did you go through this exercise? You, you, did you refine your mission statement? Um, I have not actually... Like, are you talking about before, no, like, talking about now. this? Like, just at any point? No, I, I have not solidified what my mission statement is. Like, I have some, <laughs> like, I, I have, I've listed, like, some things that, like, you know, that um, are, like, my values or, like, some things that I have as standards, but I, I don't have, like, a written out we should statement. do we have to do we're gonna do this as a team we're gonna bring this we're gonna bring this to our next uh team meeting this homework <laughs> i 
I don't know how your segment just turned into homework. But I, I, I think, think it's going to be helpful. helpful. I, I think, think it'd be helpful. I do too. Yeah. I do too. I think it'd be very helpful. Yeah, I agree. Jenny, do you have a she-spiration? I do. I do. Um, so this week she's is, um, be willing to try again and not to start over. Um, just because when you try again, you're not starting from scratch. And when you say like, you know, I'm going to start over, sometimes that can feel overwhelming. Um, and so, you know, like when you're trying again, you're trying again with all the experience from before, um, and you can build on that versus having to feel like you're starting completely. I mean, uh, yeah, starting completely over. Mm, I like that. Oh, I like that so much. Yeah. Thanks, Yenner. Thanks, Yenner. Well, what a wonderful last episode of the season. We yes. recorded for five months straight. Bless it. <laughs> Probably haven't done this since we were started. Ciao. And that was with 15 people. I ain't even going to tell you what year we started the podcast. Let's go. I'm not going to do that. I'll keep it to myself. But thank you for just a wonderful episode. Uh, I know this is the end of the season, but don't worry. We talked about shenanigans uncut. You'll be able to connect with us there. More information will be coming soon. And we will be dropping some episodes. We'll be revisiting some episodes that were popping that some of our audience may have missed or they want to revisit Mm -hmm. that's related to the season. So don't worry. We'll still have things coming out. But most importantly, I wanted to talk to y'all about She Membership. Wanted to let y'all know you can connect with us outside of the podcast. Especially if you are in the city, we have various ways that you can connect with us. She membership is only $20 a month and you get a lot of stuff for $20 a month. You get access to members only events. You get discounted tickets to some of our signature events that we have, like the It Girl Brunch. You could have gotten a discounted ticket for that. We will have a membership portal on our website. And we are creating a members-only safe space online where you can feel safe asking questions, asking the opinions of, you know, your peers, plus a bunch of other stuff. But it's only $20 a month. So... Make sure you visit our our website, thestrengthofshe.com backslash membership to sign up. Tell your friends, get more information about it. And go to our website in general just to stay connected with us and to see what we have going on during this break. Aisha, you have any last words? No, just that we hope to see y'all. It's going to be a lit summer. I'll be out here supporting others, supporting ourselves. Uh, so definitely get locked in. Like Tyra said, follow us shenanigans underscore pod and at Strength of Sheep to stay plugged in with us. See y'all next time. Bye. Bye.